Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 77. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Hi, Fire Nation. Before we kick off, I want to let you guys know that I've created a video that will take you through the process of buying your domain, installing WordPress, and creating your first post all in under seven minutes. Visit entrepreneuronfire.com slash blue to find out how to access this great video and take your entrepreneurial leap today. Okay, let's get started. I am simply ecstatic to introduce my guest today, Gabriel Macharetz. Gabriel, are you prepared to ignite? I'm absolutely ready. I'm here in Australia, ready to ignite. Ah, love it. Gabriel is an SEO expert, internet marketer, SEO professional, and full-time entrepreneur. He believes in people, in dreams, and passion. He worked as an SEO consultant for over four years, helping over 200 clients each year via coaching, link building, and ranking strategies. I've given Fire Nation a little overview, Gabriel, but why don't you tell us who you are, where you're from, how old you are, and then a little bit about your current business right now. Okay, I'm a strange mix. I was born in Colombia, um, and I live in Australia, as, as you do. And I, I work with small businesses doing um, mainly anything that can help them to get traffic and leads to their website. So mainly what I do is search engine optimization or the famous SEO. Um, and the different thing of my business is that I live in one of the smallest towns in Australia and I only work from home. So I have two boys, three and six, and my whole business is literally remotely. So I don't go and see customers. I Everything that I do, I do it from my little office at home. So yeah, that's my business. I um, help people to rank higher in Google, hopefully. Wow. Now, Gabriel, you kind of have one of those timeless faces. You could be 20 years old or you could be 40. I just can't tell. <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm actually 35. Yeah. That, I keep the same photo everywhere in every <laughs> single um, social profile. I learned that um, to keep the same photo everywhere. So yeah, I'm, I'm 35. Yeah. Oh, well, I love it. And I can really relate to what you're going through, Gabriel. And it's just an, a dream to be able to live and work from wherever and to reach so many people. Because just 20 or 30 years ago, if you lived in that town, that was going to be your reach. But now, just because of how we've progressed with the internet, with smartphones, with Wi-Fi, with high-speed internet, you can reach anybody anywhere. How exciting is that? Yeah, it's, it's kind of kind of amazing, and even in Australia, I have customers in the in the U.S. And I mean, initially you think it's going to be an issue, but sometimes people don't even care where you are working from. That is it's pretty remarkable. So yeah, it's very easy now. Results are the only thing that matter, Gabriel. Absolutely. Yep. So listen, let's transition now to our next topic. I mean, there's a lot of energy going on in this interview. I'm pumped. We're going to keep that going with a little motivational success quote. I know you have a good one for us, Gabriel. Hit it with us. This one is, is a sport um, quote that's been applied in business many times, and is you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Um, this is from a hockey player called uh, Wayne Gretzky. Um, the funny thing is that Michael Scott <laughs> from, the, from The Office has said that a few times before. You miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. Um, and literally, this has become my, my motto in my business. 
It's a great model to have. I mean, it's a great success quote, but it's also nothing could be truer to reality than that. I mean, it's such a fact. You are absolutely going to miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Gabriel, how have you applied this mentality, this quote to your everyday life? Well, in my case, because I I have usually all them all the reasons and excuse not to do something. Okay, I mean, if if you realize I have a strong Spanish accent, um, I'm in Australia in a very small town. Literally, I could take any reason. I mean, and justify any reason not to do something. Okay, and what I realize is that you have nothing to lose by taking the shot. Okay, if you take the shot and you miss, whatever, it doesn't really matter. But what is interesting with internet marketing or I mean or business is how many times just by taking the shot, just by trying something, you have a huge chance of success, mainly because other people are not even willing to take the shot. So when you think of competition, when you think of potential competitors, really not everyone is competing because people are not taking the shot. So just by trying to do something, just by launching something out, but just by pulling something out there that people can actually reach and buy or purchase, I mean, you already achieve more than 99% of the people that are just thinking about it. Gabriel, give us a ground zero example of when you were on one side of the basketball court, you had a basketball in your hand, and you threw the ball left-handed, hook shot across the entire basketball court, and you swished. Interpretation, you took a shot you thought you had no idea you could make, and you made it. Can you give us an example of that? Yeah, I mean, literally, I can give you a very recent example. I mean, lately, I'm, I'm working with something called ASO, that is App Store Optimization. Um, and when I was doing the research about how I could offer these services to, I mean, app companies, I decided that the best way was to write a book about this. Um, but keep in mind that English is not my first language, that um, I've never written a book in my life, I'm not an app developer. Um, and literally what I did is I sat down and I, I decided to take the shot. I wrote a book, I contacted all the people in the industry, um, and I wrote one of the, I mean, best books out there about App Store optimization has been downloaded like, I mean, 2,000 times in the last month um, from app developers and app companies. Now, the whole idea was on the, on the concept of just give it a go. Just try, I mean, t- try to research, try to write something, reach people and see how you go. Um, now, if you have, anal- if I have analyzed my chances of failure, they were so high there was no way I will ever take a shot. Uh, but the idea is, once again, is just go for it. I mean, just see what happens. And if you fail, it's not a big deal. No one was expecting anything. But if you succeed, there you go. I mean, surprise. So, yeah, that was a, that's a perfect example of how by trying something and launching something, the success can be can be huge. That is a perfect example. Thank you for sharing that with us. And we're going to use that to move into our next topic. Gabriel, you're an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. Both of our lives and our journeys have been riddled with failures on some levels, challenges, obstacles that we've had to overcome. There's too many to name, but can you go back to some point in your journey when you failed or when you came against an obstacle that you had to overcome? Name that failure, name that obstacle, and how did you overcome that? Well, this one is funny because I was um, 
my business does so well that we spend a lot of time in Fiji with my family. And we were in Fiji in this amazing resort, five-star resort. And things were going great. I had my clients that were all ranking in, in, in Google perfectly, uh, working in SEO. And Google decided to make one of their crazy changes, one of the most radical changes ever. And I had like 25 customers that literally lost ranking suddenly. I mean, from first position to position, whatever, 55. Um, and literally, I, I mean, the whole rumor, the whole trend in the SEO industry was SEO is dead. This is not a business. Um, I was getting emails from customers upset. This is not working. What's going on? And I remember that I sat on the shower in, the, in this five-star five resort um, almost crying, you know, it's like, this is it, my business is finished, there's nothing else I can do, um, Google changed the rules, SEO is dead, I mean, I have to pack my bags when I go home and go and work in McDonald's, okay, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and literally, I mean, I, I believe with, with entrepreneurs, we're usually black or white, okay, it's like, I'm going to be the king of the world, or I'm going to fail dramatically, it's so true, <laughs> and starve, and, um, and the, the most ironic part of this is I was in a five-star resort in Fiji with my kids and I was still thinking I'm failing in life. Okay, so um, that's a perfect example of, of a moment of when I, when I thought this complete failure, I'm done. Um, and obviously, you're never done. I mean, you always manage to overcome it. That's a great example. And you're kind of leaving us hanging here because I'm loving this story. I'm loving the journey. Give us a little bit of a glimpse into what happened over the next couple months with that failure. Well, I mean, I realized that I had to, I mean, change my strategy and change the, the way I was focusing my business. And literally, instead of, I mean, pretending that Google was going to adapt to my SEO business, my SEO business had to <laughs> adapt to, to Google. Um, and literally what I did is, I, I mean, I changed the standards. I changed the type of clients. I... Instead of doing just SEO, I was doing more coaching, more overall strategy. Um, and literally, my, my customers changed. I mean, they changed from, from being the small customer that wants something fast to the customer that is looking for coaching, for more uh, different type of services. And, and the business keeps ticking, I mean, fantastically. I mean, I still do great. Um, now, the, the, the important thing that I learned from this whole thing is that business is completely unpredictable. And regardless who you are, I mean, you're always working with a third party. I mean, let's say you're doing podcasts like you, you depend on, on let's say, of iTunes. Um, if you are an app developer, you depend on Apple. Um, so you always need to understand that that third party, like Google, can change the rules one, one day or another one. So you always have to have, be ready to, to change. And obviously, you don't want to change when things are going great. <laughs> you always want things to, to remain the same when, when you're making good money. Um, but yeah, it's not predictable. Such a great lesson you learned, Gabriel. And one way to look at it too is when you were in that shower and you were having that moment of despair, I mean, yes, the landscape had changed, but guess what? It changed for everybody. So there is definitely opportunity for somebody to rise quickly from the ashes and kind of be that beacon of light to say, hey, follow me. There's been so many people that have been devastated by this. I'm going to take you to the promised land. Did you have any of that going on? Yeah, I mean, I, I realized that, I mean, 
my wife said something very interesting. She said to me in this crisis, said the people that are going to make it are the, the people that are not going to close the doors right now. I mean, the real winners will be the ones that manage to survive the storm, you know. Um, and, and yeah, I realized that. It's like people were looking in that stage for the people that were going to stay in the game. And the fact is many of my competitors right now don't exist anymore because they didn't manage to overcome, I mean, that, that, um, that time. That's great, Gabriel. Thank you for bearing your soul and sharing with Fire Nation that dark moment and how you overcame that. That is exactly the kind of inspiration and the lessons that we try to pull from every interview with our spotlighted entrepreneur. And let's move away from this segment now and go to the other end of the spectrum because that's the aha moment, Gabriel. You have those every single day, I know, having talked to you in our pre-interview because you're just an inspirational guy. I mean, you're always learning, you're always figuring out new things, you're having these little aha moments, light bulbs are always going off. Take us back to a point in your journey when you really had a big aha moment, when the sun just burst through the clouds and you said, wow, this is going to resonate so well, I'm going to do this and crush it. I think the, the aha moment was the moment where I realized that, um, that I could sell myself as the person that I was. Okay, um, and literally, uh, when I started doing this business in Australia, I thought that I had to have an Australian accent, um, a, a virtual office uh, in the in the center of Sydney, in the fancy area. Um, I will have to travel around the country with a tie and suit to meet these top executives and trying to sell them something that I wasn't. Um, and the moment that I realized that people would like me for the way I was. Uh, it changed my whole world, and it was very, very, very funny. I made um, a sales copy for one of my services, and I put the photo of me and my kids um, on the on 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 the sales page. And someone called me, and they said to me, "I want to hire you because you also have two boys like me." Um, and that changed my world. I was like, "The reason why you are hiring me is because I have two young boys like you." I was like, "Yeah," because I know that how important they are for you and I know that uh, we are the same. So I realized that the human factor is 10 times more important than the business factor. Um, the connection that you manage to do with people in an internal level is way more important than the connection you can do by making an offer or a discount or a business proposition. Obviously, you need to have a business proposition, you need to have a very good offer, but if you can manage to connect people on a personal level, Forget it. It's not going to work. Um, so once I realized that I could brand myself, I start embracing everything that had to do with myself. Um, before I was, when people were asking me where you come from, I was saying I come from South America because I was thinking, oh, if I mention Colombia, it's going to be this nightmare. People asking me all these questions. Oh, Colombia, you know. Do you have drugs? Ha ha ha! These whole typical jokes that people do. And what what happened is I started saying to people, "I'm from Colombia," and then automatically people were saying to me, "Oh, I have been in Colombia," or "I love Colombia," or "My cousin is from Colombia." So by I mean showing more of myself, I was allowing people to connect with me in different ways, on different levels. Wow, that is such a valuable aha moment. And your actions after that aha moment just really speak to the kind of person that you are and your belief in the fact that it's 
the genuine person inside, if that shines through, that is going to make a successful business because you're going to resonate with the right people. It's going to be a direct line from what works for you and what works for your clients. And that's going to have a happy symbiotic relationship. Have you found that to be the case? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the more, I mean, the more you embrace yourself, okay, the more comfortable you're with yourself, the more, um, I mean, you start even like becoming a brand, okay? I mean, in my case, people know me like, ah, oh, you, you're the guy with the, with the funny accents on the videos about <laughs> SEO or, um, and I mean, to a certain point, I mean, it's difficult. I mean, I mean, branding yourself and being, I mean, going on a on a podcast or a, or a video is not easy. Or pulling your photo, um, and I talk with many CEOs of big companies that are my clients, and they will never do that. They will never put their face up. They will never go on a on a video. So um, it's not for everyone. But if you embrace it and you're a real entrepreneur, I mean, then what happens is um, everything that you do. Is starting to help your brand. Every type of interview is helping your business automatically because you and your brand because becomes the, the same deal. So, so yeah, absolutely. So, Gabriel, you shared with Fire Nation a moment of despair. You've also shared a great aha moment that's really propelled the success that you're now experiencing. Have you had an I've made it moment? I I think... I mean, it's funny how the unmade moments is, um, they're different from from anyone. Um, I could tell you that the unmade moment will be at the end of financial year when I saw my balance on, on the bank account or, or how much money I made. But I think the, the moment I realized I made it was when um, I managed to, we live in Australia, keep in mind, okay, so this is not like in the US, and I managed to take my kids out of school for, for 10 days and we went skiing. Um, here in Australia, that is extremely expensive to go to the snow in Australia, by obvious reasons. Okay, we don't have too much snow. Right. Um, and I, I was watching my kids skiing. They're three and six years old with private instructors, and I realized, hey, I come from South America. I never saw the snow in my lifetime, uh, because obviously there's no snow in South America. And um, and here I am on a working day with my kids skiing in, in Australia. That's the most unusual thing to do in Australia. Um, that is extremely, I mean, I mean, it's a, it's a luxury. And this doesn't represent any stress for me or my family. Okay, so it's, that is the moment where I realized, you see, I made it. I mean, I managed to provide to my kids through my business, through something that I created from nothing, um, something that I never had. Um, and I think any kind of entrepreneur always want that, that kind of like a, better life uh, for themselves, but when you apply the better life for your kids or your girlfriend or your wife, um, the satisfaction is, is 10 times better. Um, like when you invite your, your wife uh, or your girlfriend to a, to a big dinner after you, after you made it or you made some money, that feels 10 times better than paying tax or or knowing how much money you have or a big contract. It's the little things that make a huge difference. Wow. What a journey, Gabriel. And you really truly say it so eloquently. And I really appreciate that. And the reality is so many entrepreneurs work so hard to reach these lofty goals that they set for themselves. And then they reach those goals and then they just set that next goal even higher and drive towards it. And Entrepreneur on Fire, it's about the journey. 
You've been so generous sharing your journey, and it's such a great one, and I'm so glad to hear that you're enjoying that journey, because it's so important to enjoy the journey and to actually appreciate these achievements that you're coming up to and that you're accomplishing on a monthly, yearly, five years basis. So I definitely commend you for what you're doing, Gabriel. Keep enjoying the journey. That's what it's all about. So let's move now to your current business. You have a lot of exciting things going on, Gabriel. But if you had to take it down to just one thing that's really exciting you, what would you say? At the moment, I'm I'm basing all my effort in in app store optimization and is the the way that apps rank in the app store. Uh, you call it the app store for Apple or Google Play for Google. Um, and literally, I've been working the last six months trying to learn and figure out what makes an app ranking uh, when you search for a certain term and what make other ranks, uh, other apps not ranking. And initially, I thought it was going to be a very easy process. And once I started doing, doing some research, it was like a completely different universe. My theory is what's happening with the apps right now is what happened in the late 90s with websites. And trust me, in, in five years' time, you will spend more time on your iPad, on your iPhone, than on a computer. Absolutely. So, so that, is the, I mean, that is what really excites me at the moment, is the amount of I mean, smart things are going on on apps and how developers are trying to figure out how search works in, in these different markets. Very interesting. So, Gabriel... With that noted, what is your vision for the future of your business? I mean, right now I'm working with with app companies um, with their strategy of how they can launch apps and how they can market their apps um, to different different I mean markets and different app stores. And I'm developing a course um, for ASO, that is App Store Optimization, that will be launched um, hopefully in November, and Literally, what I want to—I mean, what, what I see my company doing is working more with companies that want like an overall solution from their website and their app, and not just um, ranking a website. So the whole purpose of my company and the new direction is focusing more on apps, focusing more on training app companies and developers to be able to be in charge and take control over their own ranking and provide them with the knowledge and tools they may need if they're going to be doing this by themselves. So I see a lot of coaching and training that I absolutely love. I mean, talking to people is absolutely awesome. Now, what do you foresee the platform that you're going to use to provide this course? Literally, I mean, right now we're, we're making these courses um, in, um, in video presentation. Um, I mean, recorded uh, PowerPoint presentation or uh, screenshots, um, Camtasia recordings. And we'll be providing this, this training um, on, a, on a membership site uh, where people can actually go and, I mean, watch the videos on their own rhythm and pace or potentially download the, the MP3, download the transcribed information. Um, so it will be all, I mean, self-provided um, so they can actually manage and, I mean, take the information in their, in their own speed and, and time. And what are you going to be using for a membership platform set up? Oh, li- literally, I'm, I'm, I'm a WordPress guy all the way in. Um, so um, for, for the WordPress, I mean, it could be something like a wish list um, that works perfectly. Or, I mean, I have tried before also a member. Uh, but right now, WordPress is such a, I mean, 
it's such an amazing system and you can have so many cool plugins that are so affordable and you can find so very cool developers and guys that can actually set everything up for you so easily that I think something like a wish list membership will be the way to to deliver them the course. Yeah. Yeah. I could not agree with you more. And I actually have my membership platform, Ignite, which is just for the elite masterminds of Fire Nation listeners, is set up on the wishlist platform through WordPress. And I use Optimize Press as my theme. And it's so great for all the reasons you just said. I'm actually having Stu McLaren on the show tomorrow. Uh, he's just such a great guy. He's the creator, co-founder of Wishlist. Just they're doing a lot of really cool things. So I'm just glad to see you're on that path. I couldn't agree with your path more. And I'm definitely excited to track your progress. Yeah, I mean, um, these guys, have, I mean, the guys that develop these, I mean, WordPress plugins are like, I mean, that's why they make all that money because they're freaking genius and and the amazing thing is that you can spend on a hundred dollars and there you go, you have a whole system set up that is going to run your business automatic forever, you know. So <laughs> it's so amazing. Yeah, it's great. So Gabriel, we've now reached my favorite part of the show, the lightning round. This is where I get to ask you a series of questions and you come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Yeah, absolutely. Let's go for it. <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Uh, I think the whole idea of 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 fear, but I mean, my fear will be with the South American. I mean, mix, you know. So when a South American has fear, is it dramatic? I mean, fear of you will fail and you will starve and you will lose your house. Um, is that mentality of what will happen if I don't get paid next month? So that will was be the biggest fear. And if you, if anyone has kids, they can understand this. When I started to do my business. My, my my first son was one year old and I was thinking, here I am, I mean, quitting my job and trying to make a living from this. What if I fail? Okay. What if I can't pay the mortgage? Like if I can't pay school fees in four years time? And it, it's funny how, how dramatic we are when we're doing entrepreneurial things and how, I mean, far are we looking sometimes in time? We don't give it, give ourselves some time or, or some, I mean, decent enough time to to prove to ourselves that we can work out is we have this all or nothing mentality many times and usually that's what stops people because people think if I start a business I need to make money tomorrow to justify that I'm starting business and also the, the social pressure you know when you tell your friends I work for myself or what do you do for a living that's the best question ever because it's so complicated um, so it's obvious, obviously, it's always the, the social pressure and the fear of not making it. What is the best business advice you ever received? Well, this is not like a business advice. It's something that I heard Frank Kern um, saying in one of his courses. Um, Frank Kern, the internet marketeer, and he said something that was pretty funny and pretty ironic and said, whatever happened, no one can come out of the computer screen and hit you for something you did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And, and I love that one because, I mean, usually when I was sending an email or an offer, I was always scared of what people will say of me, what people will think about me. But then, I mean, once you, I mean, understand that statement, you realize you are in your home. I mean, this tiny town in Australia, no one knows what I'm doing. Who cares if I contact this big, I mean, guy? I mean, in the worst case scenario, they will say no. Okay. But I, at least they know my name. 
So that is my mentality right now is if I can contact someone, I will contact anyone that I can. If they say no, at least they remember my name on the second time I contact them. Um, and hey, they can't come out of the computer screen and hit you. So go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. What's something that's working for you or your business right now? I think what works for me right now very well and it should work for any kind of business is the idea of a smart content generation. And is literally, I mean, be able to provide, I mean, very good content out there with the idea of the evergreen content. I mean, that the type of things that you can do for your business that you will know that it will last forever. Um, an example is, I mean, this podcast. I know that the podcast will be there forever, and my kids, in 25 years' time, they can still listen to this podcast. Um, not only my kids, potential clients or potential leads. Um, the same thing goes with creating content for a blog. So instead of writing an article for a blog that I'm just writing for writing is, how can I write something that it will manage to provide me leads and business for the next five years. So it's looking for a more quality and more like evergreen actions that you can take that is going to help you, I mean, for a very long time rather than the quick fix. Mm, I love the thought of your kid in 25 years listening to this interview. I really do. Yeah, it'll be cool. <laughs> Let's give him a shout out. What's his name? Sebastian and Dominic, the two of them. Sebastian and Dominic, are you prepared to ignite? <laughs> We'll be like, who is this guy? Yeah. Oh, so, Gabriel, do you have an internet resource that you're just in love with, like an Evernote, that you can share with us, Fire Nation? Oh, man, I, I have so many tools. And I, actually, I'm like, an, in the same way that women try to, I mean, collect shoes, like my wife loves to buy shoes, <laughs> I, I'm always looking for different um, tools that can actually help me with, um, with be more efficient. So, um, literally, I'm... I'm in love with um, online management collaboration tools. I have um, a group in the Philippines that work for me. And we we use from, from Basecamp, that is a typical one, to Asana, that is the, the, the new um, um, management collaboration tool. Anything that can actually help us to, to be more effective. So I'm a huge fan of, of, of Basecamp um, and 37 Signals tools, especially to... To provide for my customers, so my customers will use that tools to contact me. So I'm, um, I'm anything that can stop people sending me an email is an asset for me. So anything that can be online will be um, the the best way for me to go. To go um, regarding other tools that I use a lot, I mean I use from the most basic tools, but my team also use them uh, from baby tools like Remember the Milk. Okay, that is for simple time management or, th I mean, things to do. Um, to 37 signals, to I use something called Time Doctor. Um, I don't know if you're not aware of it, but it's um, an amazing tool if you have outsourcers. So, Time Doctor allows me to know what are my outsourcers in the Philippines doing at every single stage of of the day. So I can see if they're checking Facebook or they're working and what they're working on. And I can see all these type of tools, um, all this kind of information from one main screen. So anything that can help me in productivity, I'm all for it. I love that. What's your favorite business book, Gabriel? Well, it's funny. I mean, and I actually asked you before the, the, the podcast if, I mean, if I could say um, curse words and I mean, I'm going to change. I mean, the, the title is 
the universe doesn't give a flying F about you. And this is a very small book from um, Johnny B. Truant. Um, uh, this guy is amazing. And the universe doesn't give a flying F about you. It's actually in his blog, but you can download it um, in, in Amazon. Is like the... Imagine Tony Robbins compressed in in seven pages. I mean, all the information, all the power, all the fire that you see. I mean, in seven page, pages. And actually, I read this stuff once per week because it fires me up. Okay, so every time that I'm down, I go back, have it on my iPad, and I go back and read it. And after reading it, I feel like, yeah, let's do it. It's time for me to rock the world. And I absolutely love it. So I'm, I'm more into things that can, I mean ignite me and empower me rather than business strategies or mentalities or I mean I prefer something that's going to give me energy rather than I mean tactics and blueprints and stuff like that. Been a Johnny B. Truant fan for some time now. We have him coming up on the show but haven't read that specific one so I'll get that down tonight. Gabriel this is the last question of the interview. It's kind of a tricky one so you can take your time digest it and then just hit Fire Nation up with an answer. If you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth in every way, but you knew nobody, you still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have right now, but only $500 in your pocket and a computer with internet access, all of your food and shelters taken care of, what would you do in the next seven days? Okay, I love this one. I was thinking about that last night. Um, I think, I actually I've heard... I cheated because I heard your previous podcast and I was listening <laughs> to people's answers. And I think for me, it will be, I will set up something to sell a service. For me, the easiest way to make money anywhere is to sell something to another business. Um, small business always have a budget. They always have money to spend. Um, I know many people will set up a website, will create an ebook, um, And although I... I love the idea of, of doing that. Uh, the fastest way to make money is to sell something to, a, to someone that has money. Okay? I mean, is directly going to people and offering something. So if I have $500, hey, I'll have money left. I mean, for sure. I mean, you can set up a website and make a specific, a specific offer. And by specific offer is what do you get? I mean, how much does it cost? And I mean, how long it takes you to deliver the service? So it could be something where I can sell a web web design or sell, I mean, a, a Facebook fan page or Twitter marketing or something that I can literally outsource to someone else. Uh, but it will be easier to go directly to someone that, I mean, they have the budget in their, in their cash machine, <laughs> in their till, rather than trying to, I mean, to beg for, I mean, to look for traffic online or to expect that people are going to buy something from you. So, my mentality has always been um, the easiest people to, I mean, the best way to make money is to target the people that have the money and the people that are looking for people like you. So that will be my, I mean, my strategy in seven days and hopefully um, I'll make my money back. Well, that's a great strategy, Gabriel. And you've just given us great actionable advice this entire interview and we are all better for it. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, then give yourself a plug, and then we'll say goodbye. Well, I mean, for all the entrepreneurs listening to this in their car while they're driving and, and thinking, should I go? Should I do it? And my 
I mean, my advice is whatever you're thinking of doing, it's better if you do it now rather if you do it tomorrow. Um, doing business is like having babies. You're never ready. Okay, You're never perfectly ready to have a baby. <laughs> uh, regardless how much you think you are, you're not ready. So it's better to start now and fail as fast as possible and enjoy the whole process rather than waiting for that special moment where you can quit your job or when you have enough money in the bank account. There will never be enough money in the bank account. And if anyone is looking for information about SEO about um, App Store optimization, they can go and check my website. My website is called internetninja.com.au and you can find my blogs there and my contact information. I will be more than happy to have a chat with you. There's a little chat button there where you can actually go and annoy me with questions. So yeah, more than happy. And awesome. John, I'll just stop this two seconds and say you are doing an awesome job. I'm a huge fan of what you're doing and, um, and congratulations, kudos to you. I think your your public needs to know that you were recording this while I mean I mean during the storms and that shows how much I mean passion you're pulling in the podcast because I mean kudos I mean you're giving so much to people out there. Thank you, you so much. The Sandy is bearing down upon us. We are batting <laughs> down the hatches, Gabriel, and we're still producing this content for Fire Nation. You're recording it outside at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, listen, Gabriel, I appreciate that little shout out. It really means a lot. It's people like you that make these interviews so enjoyable for me and so valuable for Fire Nation listeners. Thank you for your time, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Fire Nation, do you have a product or service that you would like to share with the 100,000 plus unique downloads a month Entrepreneur on Fire generates? Chris Brogan did, and when he sponsored an episode, he saw great results. If you'd like to have 15 seconds at the top of one of our shows to share your product or message, go to www.sponsoreofire.com to find out more. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.